Hi, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. Today, we have a fun episode because it is our 100th episode, and that feels like something to celebrate. Uh, So today, we decided to have our three hosts, myself, Jennifer Iverson, Sherry Crandall, and Kelly Jordan, come together and talk a little bit about why we started Connections, the podcast, um, how it sort of changed a little bit over the years and how it hasn't, and what we hope to do in the future. Uh, We're also going to share with you some of our favorite episodes and what we've learned about leadership through this process. So I hope you will come along with us and hear a little bit more about Connections, the podcast. Ladies, I think this is such a fun time to celebrate. Um, If I had horns and noisemakers like you have at a football game that wouldn't totally blow out our listeners' ears, I would make those make noise right now. I cannot believe we have made it to 100 episodes. It's so exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. And I'm so glad that we're going to all get to be here together um, to talk a little bit and to celebrate together. It's a big deal. When I I was thinking about it before we got on uh, this call to record this, and I was like, 100 times we've made the effort to create content that we've put out in the world and people are listening. And that's not a small fee. It's just really something to be excited about. And um, in many ways, I feel like we've just kind of scratched the surface on what we want to do. But I really want to celebrate that we have done 100 episodes because that's a big deal. So I'm like you, Jen. I wish I could be like, woo, and, you know, do all the things. But I know I think it's funny. A hundred times we have started with hello leaders and welcome to Connections, the podcast. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And that's kind of exciting. And I I told you all the other day when we were talking about this, um, it makes me want to throw confetti, except I am the only person that would have to clean up that confetti. And I just I just don't want to do that. So and here's the other thing, Jen, that we've done a hundred times. A hundred times we have tried to figure out how to wrap the podcast, how, what we're supposed to say at the very end. You know, we always know it's coming every time we start a podcast episode. We know that we're going to have to wrap it up and say something at the end of the episode. But almost every time we go, I don't know how to end it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, let's just start with the beginning right now. Right. And if we have listeners that maybe this is your first episode you've listened to, um, we want to take a second to introduce ourselves. Uh, Kelly, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, why you are a host of Connections, the podcast. Okay. <laughs> first of all, if this is your first episode, welcome. And where have you been? That's my question. <laughs> you have but a lot to catch up on. You do. And we are so glad that you're here. Uh, no, I am the leadership development manager at MOPS. And so what we do is try and engage with leaders. And so that's what this podcast is all about, is just conversations with leaders. So um, I live just outside of Kansas City, and I have been on staff with MOPS for 16 years and have been involved in MOPS for longer than that. I started when my oldest was three uh, so MOPS is a, really a core part of who I am. And so it's just, it's an exciting place for me. And so this is just really an exciting time to see something that we worked so hard on, um, to see it grow and change over the years. 
Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Sherry, how about you? Tell us a little bit about you. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, I'm Sherry Crandall, and I say to many people that I think I have the best job in the whole world. I'm the Vice President of Global Ministry and Leadership Experience for MOPS International, which means I get to work with leaders around the world every day. And I love what I do, and I love our leaders. And so investing in them, uh, especially with a podcast, I think is super important. And um, it's been such a blessing in my life, but also I think in hearing from the leaders, it has been for them too. I went to MOPS when my oldest was three as well, Kelly, and I had a newborn. And, you know, it's such a pivotal part of my story. I think connecting me to a community because I was new to Denver and uh, finding friends and really deepening my faith. I think uh, MOPS holds such a dear place in my heart because it really uh, brought me as an adult um, closer to Jesus. And so I'm very grateful for that. So I've always been a part of MOPS for the past 27 years. I've been on staff now for five, but I've held a lot of fun sort of volunteer type things and worked with different people in the organization for the last 20 years. Um, yeah, I am married. I have four adult kids and um, MOPS is part of all of their lives. If you were to ask mm -hmm. them, they all, you know, we just, it's something we talk about regularly. And I think that that's also just such a, a cool thing. So um, that's just a little bit about me. I love it. I love it. Well, my name is Jennifer Iverson, and I am the leader content strategist for MOPS International. Um, I love communication, and I love organization, and I get to use both of those in this role and um, just help to plan the communication and the content between MOPS International and MOPS leaders. Um, and the podcast is just one piece of that. Um, one of the things that I love, ladies, is that between the three of us, we have over 60 years of MOPS experience, which that just makes us sound really old, but whatever. Um, I started at MOPS as a MOPS mom when my oldest was three, and that was 23 years ago. And I've been a leader and a volunteer, and now I've been on staff here in this role for um, a little over eight years. And so this is just um, it's an exciting an exciting time. Um, I have six kids my, uh, from 16 to 26. And in fact, my youngest got her driver's license just yesterday. And so we, I, my husband and I have this agreement. I potty trained the children and he taught them how to drive. And so we both kind of feel like, all righty, there we go. We did Perfect. our both. Seems fair. <laughs> I know, right? It's strategy, <laughs> friends. I like that. <laughs> uh, it is. It is fun. So we come to you with a lot of knowledge, not just about MOPS, but also um, from a leadership standpoint. And I think all three of us would also say we are never done learning more. And so this podcast has been an amazing way for us to step into that, to share our knowledge, but also to learn more. Um, Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about how Connections, the podcast, got started, why we started it? What was the, the idea behind that? Sure. I think, though, before I answer that question, 
I I want to talk just for a minute about this core tenet of MOPS. MOPS exists to encourage and equip and motivate, inspire, empower moms. However, it's not just who I am as a mom, but it's every part of me, who I am as a woman, who I am as a leader. And MOPS believes that every woman is a leader because she has influence. And that's what leadership is, right? Good leaders understand and steward their influence well. And we want to help women embrace the influence they have. And MOPS has been doing it for 50 years. And the three of us have been here for some of us over 25 of that. And we've we've all seen the woman who came and sat in the back of the room at MOPS, right? And said, I can't possibly lead anything. There's no way. But then she bravely said, okay, I'll take this little step into leadership and I'll give it a try. And we were able to come alongside and support her and give her opportunities to learn and to lead that she wasn't getting elsewhere. And honestly, there are not many organizations who focus on Christian women in leadership. And MOPS does that. And we watched so many of those women move from the back of the room to the front and become amazing MOPS leaders. And then we watched them take it even further. And they started using the skills that they learned at MOPS outside of the MOPS meeting. And she used them in her home to build stronger marriages or with her children to help them develop competence. She uses them in relationships with teachers and neighbors and pastors. And she uses them in ministry positions in the church and leadership opportunities in her community. We've seen her become presidents of nonprofits and become government leaders and business leaders and community influencers. And it all started in a MOPS group. Yeah. And for me, I can honestly say that every leadership skill I have, I either learned or honed through MOPS. MOPS leadership gave me a place to use my gifts and an opportunity to to try new things and succeed and and maybe even more importantly to try new things and fail and then try again and i really i feel like through mops leadership i found my voice i found my footing it gave me confidence in my skills and in what i know and that's what mops is and if you were to ask my family and probably either of your families, what MOPS is about, they would tell you that it is a place where women find confidence and opportunity and motivation and are empowered to embrace God's calling on her life in every area of her life, because that's what it did for me. Now, they didn't realize that when they were preschoolers and I, they had to come early or stay late or had to keep busy so I could set up or plan or whatever, but they see it now as adults. So back to your original question, which was, why did we get started? Why the podcast? Why yeah. the podcast? It all starts with that desire to help women embrace their influence. We're the leadership development team at MOPS. And, and I believe that leadership development is all about unlocking the potential in others, helping them see why they are the way they are and what they're capable of. And to do that, we search for every avenue we can to connect with leaders. So five years ago, when we started, podcasting 
podcasting was new to us. It wasn't new to the world, but it was new to us. And we decided to jump in because we loved the opportunity that it gave us to have conversations with people who are in really the thick of leadership or who have great things to say to our leaders. And we wanted this space to help MOPS leaders think about and be inspired to use a new skill in the context of a MOPS group to give them practical ways to do this thing that they have been called to do, lead a MOPS group. But we also wanted to talk to women leaders who weren't in MOPS because we know that the skills that you learn in MOPS are valuable everywhere. And really, that's why we started. And I think that's really what we're still about even now, don't you think? I agree. I agree. We give examples often in episodes about how you can use the skill we're talking about in your MOPS meeting, but it is also a skill you could use anywhere in life. Mm -hmm. I think the beautiful thing about the podcast, um, which is why I'm excited that we're continuing past 100 episodes, like that's a milestone and it's a mile marker. But as I mentioned earlier, I think in many ways, it's just kind of the beginning. And so our hope for the continuation of Connections, the podcast, is to engage with more leaders, with more women. And what I have found for myself is that it is such a learning opportunity. Um, as Jen mentioned earlier, there's times I walk away from an interview and I'm like, oh my gosh, I learned so much. This was amazing. So it's not just like we think we know it and we're sharing it with you because we're the knowledge people. That's not true. We do have knowledge because we've all been doing this, as we've mentioned, for many years. So we want to tap into that. But we want to bring you the latest and greatest of um, people out in the world who are doing big things for Jesus. And we want you to get the opportunity to feel like you're having a conversation with them, too. What I love about this podcast is, in my mind, um, we've tried really hard to mix this like very practical thing, like how can I be a better MOPS leader? So we give you very basic information and you, then we expand on that and that will help you directly within your MOPS morning do it better. So we've tried really hard to give you that. But we've also tried really hard to give you inspiration because, you know, we all come to MOPS, but then we all leave MOPS. You got to go outside the door. And who are you becoming as a woman? And who are be you becoming as a follower of Jesus? And with things like the podcast, we can help you in those areas too. And for many years, we've had this tagline, better moms, better world. And it sounds cute and all the things, but we take it so seriously because, you know, in my job, I have the privilege of talking to people around the world every day and knowing that those women have become stronger women, stronger in their faith, stronger in their marriage. They are better moms because of what they're learning. Um, we are creating amazing communities around the world and you know, especially right now, there's there's just a lot of sadness and a lot of hard things happening. And we can show up in those spaces as a really bright spot. So these conversations that we have with each other or with our guests um, become a time that we can connect outside of ourselves. And I would just encourage you, um, we want this to be a special time that you look forward to, to be like, okay, 
next week I'm going to listen to this episode and I'm going to sit down or I'm going to do it while I'm driving my kids or picking them up or waiting for them or whatever it is. Um, I believe everyone can make the time to invest in yourself. And for me, I invest in myself when I do it with other people. So it's been such a privilege to share in conversation with you guys and then also um, with the people that we invite on as guests. So, you know, we all have young adult kids and there isn't a week go by that they don't share a podcast that they're listening to. So why do we want to keep doing this as well? It's because we want to reach the younger generation. You know, we our kids are going to start having kids. You, Kelly, you already are a grandma, like your kids have kids. We want to reach those moms for Jesus. So you want to show up in spaces where they are. And all of our young adults are listening to podcasts. So you want to be a part of that. And I'll share one quick story to sort of illustrate this. Um, many of you know my son Spencer is a singer and we go to a ton of his shows. And a couple of months ago, I had a girl come up to me and she said, I listened to this podcast episode. She's in college, so she's not a mom. She's not a mops leader, but she listened because she saw it on my Instagram feed. And she said, I told my friends they had to listen to it. And I called my mom and said she had to listen to it. And so it's a bigger audience. And you know what she said? Because I felt like I was just having a conversation with you, even though I wasn't in the conversation. I was having one in my own head about what mm -hmm. you were discussing. And yeah. so that that's another reason why we want to reach those younger moms. Yeah, I love that. I love to, um, you know, from a logistical standpoint, my mind thinks very logistically and, and systematically. And, and one of the things that I love about our podcast is that we put out two episodes a month which kind of mimics a lot of our MOPS groups. They happen twice a month, right? So we put out an ep a new episode on the first and third Thursdays of the month. Um, but then I also love that as each of us plays host, we are mimicking that sisterhood that we've found in MOPS. We're not one person trying to do it all. And that's not, I mean, there are lots of awesome podcasts out there with a single host. I'm not saying that. But I love that we can come together and say, hey, this is something we're locking arms together to do. We, it's not one person carrying the, the whole load. Um, and we get to do it so much more fun when you do it with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so we've had a neat opportunity to interview people, to do episodes like this where we get to talk with each other. Um, and like you said, Sherry, I want it to feel like maybe we're sitting on a couch in a coffee shop and you're sitting right there with us, listening and sharing with us. So, you know, I love that that's the the atmosphere that we wanted to create for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we first started, we were not very consistent. Like we started doing a podcast like maybe once a quarter, and then we went to once a month-ish. <laughs> so we weren't very consistent, but we become much more consistent um, with the twice a month format, which I think is great. Um, it's It's so much fun for us. And we love sitting down and planning and saying, okay, who do we want to talk to? Who do our listeners want to hear from? But then we're also like, okay, who do I want to talk to about this topic? So it's a lot of fun for us to sit back and plan it all. 
Isn't that a, a kind of a metaphor for life too? We start out doing something that we don't always know a whole lot about. We're not mm-hmm. experts. I'm not claiming to be an expert now either, but you learn along the way. And I think that is a leadership lesson in and of itself that you get better at doing something the more you do it and the more you try. And that's just how this has gone. So yes, it's been five years and we are just now at episode 100, but we also did a hundred episodes and we've gotten better with each one that we've done. And so I think that is just a life lesson in and of itself too. Yeah, that's such a good point because I think what we want to help inspire you to is to know that it's the consistency And it's the pouring in together and the linking arms that make us all better leaders. And so we do that together. And the three of us um, are lifelong learners. Like we're always talking about, hey, did you listen to this podcast? Did you read this book? Oh, I heard that. I saw this article. Like we're always sharing little nuggets of information with each other because we all want to learn. And the people that I've met that listen to the podcast, I think, we have tapped into that for them as well because they'll be like i didn't know that this was really fun i learned something new and so we want to hear from you so that you let us know who do you want to hear from what types of things are you wanting to learn and hear about Um, but i think it's fun that it starts with the three of us because we are learners and we really enjoy spending time together so it's kind of just a fun part of what we get to do it's too it is Okay, so speaking of getting to, you know, hearing from our our listeners, um, I want to hear from each of you. Now, we've established that we don't have a favorite guest because none of us could pinpoint one favorite guest or one favorite episode. But as you think back over sort of 100 episodes, is there one that stands out in your your mind as um, a favorite for for whatever reason? So, for example, I'll go first. One of my favorite episodes that I did was with Elisa Morgan after she wrote a book called The Prayer Coin. Um, it's episode 18. That's how old this episode is. It's episode 18. And it's called Daring to Pray with Honest Abandon. One of the reasons that was my favorite, one of my favorite episodes was, first of all, I was a little starstruck that I got to interview Elisa because I was like, I mean, even though I work for Mops, it's not like Elisa's just hanging out in the break room with us. Like she's an important person to Mops, uh, having been the president for many years. Um but it's not like I'm hanging out with her every day, right? So I was a little starstruck to begin with, um, and it was my first sort of big interview to do. And so it was pivotal to me, to me, that you trusted me to do that interview. Um, I also recorded it sitting on the floor in my closet because my children were home. (laughs) You did do a lot of episodes on the floor of your closet, if I recall. I did. I did. The the sound is really good because, you know, the clothes kind of muffle the sound a little bit um, in just the right tone. And uh, that was before I had a fancy microphone. So, like, you know, I've, I've upgraded a little bit. 
But the topic itself really impacted the way I viewed prayer and that um, I got to learn from that episode that when we're praying, it's not like this grand thing and we have to say the right words. Her That interview walked through the um, Jesus's prayer the night before he was crucified. And in that, that he was just saying, God, this, I don't want to do this, but I'll do what you want to do. And this is really hard, but I'll I'll submit to you and just the back and forth. And it changed how I viewed prayer as more of a conversation and honesty with God. And yet at the same time, submitting to whatever his will was, knowing that his will is best. And that's just stuck with me for so many years, so many years ago. Mm Yeah, I was thinking about this because, you know, we all joke. I tend to be like, that's my favorite. Ooh, I love that one, too. Ooh, and that one, too. Um, I think my most recent favorite, I, I'm going to say one of the first ones I did, because I do want to mention that, was with Mandy uh, when I first came on staff. And we were talking about uh, just the theme and how she comes about the theme. And we we took apart the new theme. And it was so fun because for years, having been the women's ministry director at the church, I was the receiver of those things. And to then see the behind the scenes and the thought and the prayer and the effort that went into that, and then just hearing directly from her heart on it um, was just really a cool moment. And I think it just made me um, just really appreciative of the amount of effort that goes into what we do here. So that was really good. And then most recently with Ashley Abercrombie, um, Ashley has become a friend and it's so fun because we get to meet these people in interviews and oftentimes we become friends with the people that are uh, doing our curriculum videos or our podcasts because we share this commonality of we want the world to know life is better with Jesus. And Ashley just exemplifies that. And what stood out to me in that that was kind of a paradigm shift for me. And it was, I'm older than she is, but yet she shows up in the world really big as a mentor. And it made me really think of how we all, no matter what our age is, have this role of mentoring people if we're farther along in our life stage, not just in parenting, but you know, with a lot of different things. And part of her story um, that she shares openly is with sobriety and how she is uh, a mentor for people in that space. And I was so just really not only moved emotionally by her stories because she's such a deep thinker and a deep feeler, but also that she's just willing to show up so big in the world and mentor people Um, Even though a lot of people would say, oh, she's too young to be a mentor. And it was just calling you. Everyone's called into that space. God wants us to help and mentor people from our heartache to how we can help them. And um, I always say in my life, when your hurt becomes the way that you help people, that's when I think you've made a big turn in that in that space in your life. And she just exemplified that so big. And so. And that just really has stuck with me for, and it's probably been over a year now, but that interview was just really special. You know, when you hang up the phone, so to speak, when you're done, 
not that I think most of what we do, I'm always like, again, oh, that was amazing. But um, sometimes you just go, that was really special. And that's how I felt about that. Mm -hmm. That was good. Well, I'll take you way back, way back to the very beginning. And the host for the first few episodes was Kendall Parkhurst. And the very first episode we interviewed um, is Kendall was the host, but I was in the room and she interviewed uh, Mike Foster, who wrote People of the Second Chance, and then Seth Haynes after that. And both of them had such an incredible way to define community that it really shaped the way I look at community. And community is such a big thing for MOPS because it's what we're trying to provide for women. And we see over and over how important that is. For women and we want a very specific type of community you know we want a welcoming one an open one a diverse one um, a safe one and so they really helped shape how i define community so that was like episode one and two um but then there was another one that i did where i interviewed uh, dr jennifer degler who was a friend of mine before and so she and i knew each other but um this was i believe during the pandemic, but I'm not sure the year or the episode number, but um, she is a licensed therapist. And so she was going to come and talk to us about managing anxiety and how anxiety impacts your brain. And so we did this pre-interview before we recorded the podcast. And um, I didn't realize it before we got on the phone, but I needed a little therapy and it turned it in, it turned into this like therapy session. It was, I had broken my ankle. And so I was, um, I had just had surgery and I was far more anxious than I thought I was. <laughs> and Jennifer just has this really calm way, um, but really in your face way at the same time of making you think about what you're dealing with. And so the, the pre-interview with her was much more about me than it was about what we were going to talk about. Um, and it was funny because at the end she said, you know, I'm going to give you a call next week and see how you're doing. And I'm like, I felt like I needed to send her a check to pay for yeah, my therapy send me session. A bill, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but then we did the interview and it was one of those that she talked very practically about how our brain responds to triggers and how it impacts us and how it shows itself in our lives. And I had never considered myself an anxious person before this injury and definitely before the pandemic. And all of that, I think, brought out this anxiety in most of us. And so she helped us um, with practical ways to deal with it, to name it, call it what it was, and then how to deal with it. So that was a really good one for me personally. Um, and I think it was really helpful to our listeners too. Yeah. As you both shared, I I, because I listened to all of them, I remember both of those vividly. And um, I think oftentimes, or at least this is my prayer, that when we are vulnerable with the person we're interviewing and we share and they share a piece of their story, um, that you all get to feel like we are a trusted resource uh, because you've gotten to know us a little bit better, but also that we as you mentioned, like sometimes it's more about what we're trying to learn and we're vulnerable in that. We're not saying we have it all figured out. Listen to us. We're saying, come with us on this journey. What can we all learn together? And both of those episodes were so brilliant in that um, that you all did. I just felt like those were such good interviews and 
really important for both like the prayer um, that with Elisa, but also um, your friend as a therapist, man, during that time, we all needed it. And, you know, you added your let's break your ankle on top of it, too. So that was good. <laughs> well, what I love about it is that we usually go in to every podcast interview with an idea of the direction. You know, we know what our topic is and we've selected this guest because they have something valuable to say about that topic to our audience. But very often it goes in a way that we really didn't plan, um, which is great. I mean, that's that's what we want because we want it to be this open, honest conversation uh, with that we know will have an impact on leaders that are listening. So we go in expecting one thing and very often it becomes something different than what we thought would have, what we thought it would be. I also love the episodes and we have a lot of them, but the episodes where we get to talk to other leaders and hear a little bit about their stories or um, how they're um, navigating, you know, whether it's conflict or um, friendship or whatever the topic is. One that still stands out to me is during the pandemic, Kelly, you interviewed a leader that they were meeting in like the drive through of a bank. Right. And then they moved into a uh, barn. Then yes. they were meeting in a like a horse, a horse stable with the right. horses. With the mice. I remember right, the you mentioning the mice. <laughs> but the part that got me about that in that episode was how many excuses I can make for not being able to do something. And then you hear something like that, where these women just went above and beyond to make it happen. And it was like, okay, I, I need to pull out some brain cells here and start getting creative. Cause I'm pretty sure we could figure out how to make this work if we needed to. We hear so. that same attitude a lot when we interview or talk about our global yeah. sisters, our leaders around the world, because they don't talk about obstacles necessarily. You know, I tend to say, well, this, this, and this are in my way. Um, they don't talk about that. They just say, well, we did this. We tunneled under it or we jumped over it or, you know, they just see it as an opportunity to do something different and something creative. And so I really enjoy those too, hearing what MOPS is like, not just in the US, but around the world. I, that's why I say I have the best job in the whole world. And also um, it really, as you said, Kelly, oftentimes when you're planning things, you're like, okay, you gotta think about, well, if this goes wrong or this goes wrong. And when I'm working with our global team, they never talk about that. They always come with the solution because oftentimes they're just dealing from a deficit. So when you're working with someone in Africa who is paying out of her own pocket to get internet time so she can show up to the webinar that we're hosting in a very, you know, she kind of can hear it and she's asking for the transcript so that she can read it again. The eagerness to want to learn and the eagerness to figure it out, sometimes I'm like, oh man, just not even worthy of what they're trying to even accomplish because they just don't see obstacles. And so highlighting those stories, I hope, um, is also just very motivating for for the, the leaders on the state side to go, wow, I sometimes complain 
you know, or I joke about the lady who complains about the coffee creamer in your group when, you know, there's other people that are walking five miles and it's the whole story. Like it's all relevant to where you live and whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you look at it with um, the right perspective, wow, was it ever motivating? Yeah. And MOPS leaders are a creative bunch. Yes. For sure. Very creative. Well, we've kind of woven some of the things that we've learned um, through some of this conversation, but are there other leadership lessons that you've learned um, either from a guest or through the process that you you want to want to share? Yeah, I would love, um, I think what's really stood out to me over the last five years since I've been, you know, helping being a part of this is that I, I always feel like our best leaders are the leaders who are self-aware. But really, when I was thinking more in depth about it, it's the leaders who are God aware. So it's this God awareness. Like when I'm interviewing someone and they come from this posture of like what they've been learning and who God is in their life, um, it comes from spending time with him. And those are the people, it's not Yes, most of them are very gifted with, you know, leadership skills or writing or speaking abilities, but it's really the time that they have spent with God that just like oozes out of them. So as a leader, I'm like, okay, it's not just self-awareness, but it's God awareness, then self-awareness. And then the other thing that I have really learned, I think we all have strengths and gifts and we also have weaknesses. And so I think I've been just more determined to say, I do better when I operate out of my strengths and I know what they are. I'm older, I've put in the work, like I know what I'm good at and I also know what I'm really not good at. And so find the people that are good at what you're not good at and either delegate or ask for help or like make it a, you know, a group project where you can get those people involved. And then you focus on what you do well and allow someone else to shine where they do well instead of beating yourself up of like, oh, I wish I could do that better. And so in just talking to a lot of leaders, I've just those three things, I would say it's the God awareness, self-awareness, and then focusing on um, my strengths and not getting so hung up on what my weaknesses are. One of the things I've always been so impressed about the people that come on the podcast with us is that I really can't think of one of them whose main purpose was to show off, you know, to show off what they knew or what they could do or what they had done or how great they were. All of them have been about, I've learned this and I want to share it because I want you to be the best that you can be. I want you to be the best mom or wife or friend or leader that you can be. And so I want to share with you what I've learned or what I'm learning, or I want to share with you what I failed at <laughs> um, so that maybe you don't have to repeat that. So it's all about not showcasing what I can do or what I know. It's let's have a conversation that's going to make you better or at least make you think. Um, and that's really what the focus is. And I have loved that. I think I have learned, um, this is going to sound funny, but um, that I don't know as much as I think I know, or I'm not as smart <laughs> as I think I am. <laughs> I think because, you're very smart. Well, I think sometimes I go into something and I'm like, this is going to be 
awesome. And it doesn't get as much response, maybe that particular episode as I thought it was would. And then there's another, you know, there's another episode that I'm like, oh, that was rough. I don't know. You know, we're putting it out into the world because it's on the schedule. It's going out today. And it ends up being the episode that everybody's like, that was amazing. I love that. And I'm like, okay, I just don't. It shows me that different things impact people in different ways. And, um, you know, we see that with writing pieces in the magazine or curriculum videos that we put out for Mops International or whatever whatever you're producing as a leader. I think, um, one, you never know how it's going to impact somebody. You could put it out there and pray over it and let it go, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is that just because you think it's not going to be good doesn't mean that somebody else will. And so I've just learned to be a little more open-handed and say, well, that wasn't my favorite, but it clearly was theirs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. I've also learned that I use the word absolutely far too often. And, and super excited. Yes, we are super excited about a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> We're all, I can barely like contain my voice. We are all super excited. We are. Be like, we are so excited. We are so there are times excited. times when we're editing these that I will go, boy, I wish I'd pulled out a thesaurus. I need a different word. Yes, but I absolutely. just couldn't think of any. Or absolutely. I love that. We love a lot of things. We say I love that a lot. And yes, we know that. For a while, I used to have a sticky note on my computer that had the word absolutely and an X over it. Like, just don't say it. Don't say that word. And I still say it. I can't time. help it. I, you know, another thing I've heard myself say way too much is I I will say, that's so fun. So fun. <laughs> it is. Well, it's we so want fun it to and be we're fun. super excited. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, hang in there with us when you hear <laughs> we genuinely are. So it's not like a fake thing. We are so excited. But they are our favorite. Always. Yes. always. And if you roll your eyes every time I say the word absolutely, it's okay. Because when I listen to it back, I roll my eyes too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta find a different word. Can I also just give kudos to you both for having extremely um, amazing editing skills. I have, when I am in Colorado, my dog snores loudly and for whatever reason feels when I'm starting to do a podcast episode that he should lay on my feet. And both of you, I think, have had to edit out snoring dogs. I now live in downtown Nashville, which is, you know, who knows who's singing outside my window or a fire truck or ambulance running by. So we always have a few things we have to edit out. <laughs> Yeah, we try not to edit out too much. There are times where I'm like, I'm going to just edit that out. And then I think, no, it was genuine. It was part of what we were doing. We're going to keep it in there. But yes, we we have had to edit out background noise every now and again. Yeah. Especially at my house. <laughs> oh, I think we've all had it at, at a time or two. So. Yeah, Jen's dog gets really super excited about the UPS guy who happens to come a lot of times during podcast recordings. Yes. 
when I can't get quick on that that mute my mic button, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know it's real. It's just three friends uh, sitting around having a conversation or an interview, and it's real life. It's real life. So. Mm -hmm. It is, and it's such an honor to do it with you guys. And I, um, I just love it. It's one of my favorite things that we do, and I look forward to getting the chance to do more episodes. We'll get to two hundred. I'm looking forward to it, and I think we'll get there faster than five years. <laughs> now that we have a rhythm, yes. Okay. Now that we have a rhythm. Well, leaders, we hope that you've enjoyed this little walk down memory lane as we celebrate our 100th episode. We would love to hear from you. If you love our podcast as well, would you go out and review it on whatever platform you're listening on? And if you have a topic or a guest that you would like us to interview or cover, would you email us at leaders at mops.org and we will add it to our list of future episodes. Whether this was your first episode or you've listened to all 100, we are grateful for you. We pray you found inspiration and encouragement.